Take the guesswork out of your cannabis shopping with ECS DNA Kit by Endo Canna Health. I did this years ago and it continues to empower me to get nerdy with my cannabis choices, which you know I like. If you've watched our Cannabis Legalization News podcast, did you know that right now you can save 25% off your DNA test at endodna.com? That's E-N-D-O-D-N-A.com and use promo code POD25. That is P-O-D, the number two, the number five. Your purchase includes the EndoDNA Collection Kit. Endo decoded report, personalized cannabinoid and terpene suggestion, endo aligned product matching in your state, suggested dosage guidelines, and optimum methods of administration. Once you know your personal ECS data, you can shop endo supplements tailored specifically for you. And right now, Endo DNA is celebrating their new patent with a BOGO offer on their Afeka soft gels lineup. Since so many of you struggle with sleep, I want to highlight Afeka Unwind created to support healthy sleep cycles using a patented proprietary formula of hemp-derived CBD, terpenes, and essential oils. If sleep is eluding you, sweet dreams are made of this. So buy one, get one, my friend. You can shop online at endodna.com. And don't forget promo code POD25 at checkout to save 25% on your DNA test kit. Hey, music lovers. The Cannamom Show podcast, in collaboration with Lambkin Guitars, is giving away a custom-built, one-of-a-kind electric guitar built by Josh Lampkin. The solid one-piece hemp wood body includes a built-in glass bowl piece. Yeah, you heard me right. You can take a hit and then play a lick. Now's your chance to help the Cannamom Show crush cannabis stigma with your entry. Register for the Hemp Guitar Giveaway online at LampkinGuitars.com. That's L-A-M-K-I-N Guitars.com. The drawing will be part of a 420 celebration at the Goods Dispensary in Somerville, Massachusetts, where the guitar is on display for the month of April. But don't worry, you don't have to live in Mass or be present to win. Visit LampkinGuitars.com to scope out the Hemp Guitar giveaway details and entry form. You'll even find a video of what could be your guitar in action. L-A-M-K-I-N-Guitars.com On this video, you're going to learn everything you need to know about where cannabis legalization is in the Senate. And then we have a very large week of news. Uh, there's the senators, more Senate news, uh, patchwork of laws that allows biz, big, big business to exploit the industry. Uh, the critics are questioning whether Biden's ever going to do anything with all that stuff he said before the election about cannabis to restudy it and all that, which it's going on like seven months now. Uh, critics are questioning that experimental Drug for marijuana addiction shows promise. We have a 420 somewhere. I got some news out of Massachusetts. We have um, some interesting health news about why uh, people that use cannabis are thinner than people that don't. Uh, Rastafarian news, and then an animal hospital news. Uh, not only that, I think we have an article from Normal that I forgot to tuck into the show, but we'll do that later on in this episode of Cannabis Legalization News. What's going on, Miggy? Yo, happy for uh, Sunday. 
Happy Sunday, everybody. You know, thank you for tuning in and help changing the world by legalizing cannabis in your jurisdiction. Let us know where that is down in there in the comments or in the live chat. The live chat's usually pretty lively. Our first story and many of the ones that we're going to have actually has to do with the Senate. Uh, and then where is the Senate going? It's, it seems like sometimes when we're reporting these news stories, uh, nowhere. And, and like, that, do you ever feel that way, Miggy? Like, you know, we're reporting these stories and like the stories that we're doing now were the stories we were doing like two years ago with even like the same effing bills. I mean, well, it's here we are. Senate committee chair hopes next week to hold marijuana banking vote in. Uh, well, actually next week, but uh, next few weeks following negotiation yeah. with the GOP. It's just like. One step a, forward, five steps back, something like that. Well, what's that uh, the allegory with the guy that pushed the rock up the hill and then it falls back down? He's got to go back. The myth the of Sisyphus. That's, right? that's what it is. Yeah. That's the yeah, whole so. uh, legis, uh, legalization though, process. Like, none of this is right. I mean, we talked about. The sexiest thing about it is our background music. <laughs> right. But, like, the process, just the whole, you know. People want a sweep of a pen. They want this thing to be fixed. This alone, like you talked about last week, won't fix the banking or the uh, 280E. It won't. You know, so. Hey, big news out of my state. Illinois actually fixed it. So, you know, uh, big ups, likes, subs, all that noise uh, for Illinois doing one thing, just getting rid of the uh, overtaxation, but only at the state level. Uh, so the 280E is being taken care of at a state level, but the feds don't care. They have their hands out. But they aren't helping. They aren't doing anything to help the industry. Um, maybe. Maybe they'll have a vote. You know, I hope that they pass Cannabis' uh, Safe Banking Act by the end of the year. If they do, I'll eat my hat. I, I just, I'm not going to be impressed. And even then, I'm, I'm, I want the Act. I want, I want something more substantial for the people. I mean, this is nice for business, but, uh, you know, it'll be nice for, like, cashless services. But, you know, it's not going to be the, the fix that we... You know, most people think it is. It, it's not yep. long. And then, yeah. What do they do? They get the fentanyl acts involved as well. And so it's not just going to be about legalizing cannabis. That's not important enough. Some people are sitting in prison. Others are becoming rich. Let's talk about the fentanyl problem. Shit. What, the panel again, is looking at a f markup on the fentanyl issue, the executive compensation issue, and the safe banking act issue. We want to do the, all of that in the next two to three weeks. I mean, that's three different issues that they could just look at individually, which needs to be looked at individually. You know, we do have the opioid crisis. It, it just turned into the fentanyl crisis now. That's all it is. It's not. It's, yeah. it's play on words constantly. If, if if they really cared, they would just. But it's not really it. news. Yeah, because if they really cared, the guy, Senator Tim Scott, a Republican from South Carolina who may be running for uh, president. I'm not sure. Uh, no, he is. Asked whether he is uh, that, that Tim Scott. Yeah. He can provide a specific timeline for a markup on the Secure and Fair Enforcement, a.k.a. the Safe Banking Act. He says, no, and it depends, because this is all in negotiation with. Well, all right, yeah. so there's no news. There's no effing news. Yeah. Well, That's terrible. Well, the whole process, you know, home grow here in Washington State hasn't happened, even because of the process. It's just um, the latest. The fact that we are where we're at is just okay. You know, they, it's a lot better than automatically being stigmatized right away depending on your state you know we have another recreational state really that came around minnesota last week mm -hmm. you know the plant's winning the war on drugs that's what's happening very slowly but it's not necessarily winning the war on politicians which is the yeah. more frustrating of all the things well it's like ai politicians always go for the the low-hanging easy 
uh, constituent uh, placator, right? Like actual reform. Sometimes it's not. Uh, a we have constituents subject. to whip up into a donation frenzy. Ding, ding, ding. Pay me some money. Don't you hate this guy? If you believe that he should be indicted, pay me some money because I'm going to Washington. Well, that's probably the problem. Very with the expensive nice city. Even that, that's other... one of the reasons we have nice things. That's true. Well, we can't like like a good reporting too, right? Like all this costs money. You know, all of this is uh, recently. I don't know. Uh, coming from the young jerks uh legally pulled into that, that truly article about the young woman that died on their server on the grounds really the fact that you have investors behind half this stuff uh you know there's another one i'm gonna bring up later but these uh large companies sometimes they forget who they serve right well or, they set up the regulation so that the only the large companies are playing the game yeah, well, in that, many states, and that's yeah. not necessarily the way to do the industry. The way to do the industry is much more like your local brewery. That's right. You have a local brewery. At least there's like there's five in my my city, and we're number two hundred and seventy seven on the top three hundred major metropolitan areas in the country. So there's tons of them that you can have. They don't have to be this corporate Golgothan that's only out for itself and to try to have as much market share of a company or of an industry that is still mostly illegal. Well, and I, and I think for that parody, for that to, to compare uh, dispensaries with uh, breweries, you know, uh, we're not looking at the wheat that's being brought into the brewery, right? We're looking at the actual final product of this thing that was processed. So, if you look at this farmer product, the the actual cannabis, it obviously it's it's not being regulated the way it should be. Um, I, I was looking up. I'm gonna, I want to do a video on how to start a cow lab if people are interested in it. And, cow labs. Uh, Oh yeah, and then one of one of the things I was thinking, or, or even with like not just a cannabis cow lab, but like a regular cow lab uh, that I've been servicing and working in for the past say fifteen years, you need at least a half million just to get your foot in the game. That's not even like oh no, if we're gonna, it depends on what sites. I mean, like we went to that uh, bubble hash facility in Seattle. Actually, right. it's outside of Seattle, but that you could open for a hundred thousand dollars. Now, right. if you're gonna do like something with hydrocarbon, yeah, no way. Absolutely not. Like, if you're going to, like, do a proper lab with a proper compliant kitchen, no, yeah. you're over a million bucks. Well, and the reason why I, I, I bring up the, the, the cow lab portion, besides it's what I know I'm do, but, like, the uh, the money, so, like, the test product, one of the things I was researching and found out, they expect 10% of the cost of a pound is what your cost in testing is. Because testing's not free. You need to pay for the equipment, the standards that are in process, the employees, all that stuff. So 10% of what a uh, uh, $2,000 pound, you know, that's just another 10% on top of the other shit that they got to get taxed on. It, it's yeah. not fair. Well, that's probably what brings us to our next story out of the Senate, which is one of the themes on today's episode of Cannabis Legalization News. Thanks for joining us, by the way. Uh, the senator says patchwork of marijuana laws allows big business to exploit industry and remarks for anti-monopoly event. This is also out of Marijuana Moment. If you have not given them money yet, you should. Yeah. And uh, they, they're great. They report on the industry. And I just feel bad for them because they report the same stories over and over every year. And we don't really see much progress, at least not at the federal level. We see progress at the state level all the time. I mean, yeah. there's, there are license rounds going on all over the country. I hope you get in on one. You can. We can help you over at CanvasIndustryLawyer.com. But uh, this story uh, is, um, it's, yeah, they, they rigged the game, so the only people that can play it are the ones that have the most money. Well, a lot of your headlines that come out are just no shit Sherlock stuff, right? It's all yeah. 
stuff we've been talking about for years anyways already about the structure and the, and the career. but like back to the like opening a business part thing uh you know it's the farmer who can't who should like the seed in the dirt these should be your fundamental costs right and then you gotta think about like this licensing process and then all the other requirements there is so layered and, and conflated against the farmer against the grower which is unfortunate yep that's what it's about man i mean this is senator ed markey from massachusetts where they have a vibrant industry that is unlimited maybe like a mature uh new jersey in a few years or how michigan is now but on the east coast yeah. uh, and it's not cheap to get in the business in massachusetts but it's cheaper than getting into business in other states that are more limited market and so they have a lot of their own businesses in that that particular jurisdiction you know it kind of reminds me of missouri missouri did something that's good for missouri you know having enough licenses uh, available for your industry is important well but, it also, uh, go ahead. well that's it's the tweet the tweet was Join us this Saturday to chart a new course for federal legalization that focuses on people, not corporate profits. We'll hear from cannabis experts, law professors, and national leaders uh, like Senator Ed Markey. You know, something to think about, too, though. So many states have their limited markets of vertical slash or horizontal, right? So it, it gets structured depending on the state on how to play in each one. Another part yeah. of the unfairness. Yep. And then license limits, which are fine. Uh, I don't mind license limits, but it leads to like gamification by yeah. those large corporate players, which are the only ones that have the ability to get in. And then they're just like dealing in shelf space agreements and they're giving all the licenses to poor people who can't afford to stand them up. Eh, well, just you know. like we talk about the, the licenses too, it should be like, where's the balance? Uh, the the ratio of like stores to grows, right? There's because you're going to have that the product demand, the supply. You got to create that fair market, and then they got to fight for the shelf space in the other in the stores. So, where is the ratio? Where's what's the, you know? There's, I just think fair market capitalism should be like everybody should be allowed to play. You're just gonna say what, what uh, like what level tier one, tier twos, you know, shit like that. Yeah, and then that's the thing. If it depends on what the policy goal is. So if the policy goal is no more illegal market, right? regulate the industry regulate the industry that's a policy goal and it's not how we're doing it but let's say it was you would have unlimited licenses for at least 100 plants something like that where anybody who wants to get in the game can yeah. now they're going to have to follow the rules they're going to have to have a compliant facility they're well, going to have to test their product you know just like they can get gonna, in yeah well, just like if we can do that uh, with uh, that, that pink sauce lady, right? A lot of these people like make stuff out of their house and then, oh shit, there's FDA requirements, packaging and uh, different no shit. ingredients, you know? But like that's 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 how it is. And so if you're going to make that stuff, you have to follow the rules. Just like if you're going to make food that you want to serve in a store, you're going to have to follow the rules to make that food and package it and label it. And, and honestly, the rules benefit both you, the producer, and uh, the uh, consumer. You know that, that most of the time, most of the time. Typically, most no. of the time, at I least in theory. No, yes, theory. We got some uh, Biden critics news. Biden's critics news. I am not on that story, but I will be quickly. And this one's out of MJ Biz. Let's go ahead and share that one. Out of MJ Biggs, the critics are now questioning whether Biden signed marijuana research law has any value. This is a couple days ago on June 7th by Chris Roberts from MJ Biz Daily. Man, Miggy, I think we should go to MJ BizCon this year. It's uh, after Thanksgiving. I'm down. Uh, you know, uh, 
you're flying, I'm buying. Or you're buying, I'm flying. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it depends. How many more good people are going to become clients over at CanvasIndustryLawyer.com? A lot. We had a great Friday, but I'll talk about that later. Nice. Yeah. Let's talk about Joe Biden. You know, like, this oh, is yeah. what the, the news of MJ Biz Daily is. This research of the rescheduling and the tax and the relief. Where is that? He said soon with all deliberate speed months ago. Well, so did the uh, health uh, director. Uh, I've been following him on Twitter. Uh, they said the same thing. We're working on it. But, you know, We're working the, on it. Waiting for the 2024 election. I mean, as much as I think it is, but also I just think it's the processy, right? Like hmm. any legislation or uh, prosecutions or anything like that, it doesn't happen overnight. No, no. But Trump got indicted 37 times, like for stuff that he did after he left. So but I mean, come like, on, man, you years. can do the research. But you already we've done the research for like 50, 70 thousands of years. It's always been there. Like how much longer does it take for the federal government? to read what's already been done. Even when they passed the Controlled Substances Act and they had like Schedule F there that became the Schaefer Report, you know, get that out of Nixon's trash, dust it off, read it over, and yeah. see what LaGuardia said 30 years before that. Look at what Israel's been doing, or Canada, uh, and get us a report. That's the thing about politics, though, right? Politics doesn't go in line with common sense. And that would be common sense because it's like, hey, here's this thousand billion year old plant that's never killed anybody. But yet we got alcohol legal, tobacco legal, uh, you know, half the stuff under your sink can kill you, let alone the plant. It, the Tylenol, the, the common yes. Tylenol can do it. And then well, we are just going to addict people into opioids. But, but that, God forbid. You and then, weed. Yeah. And then each state's different, right? Their legislation process, the way they, you know, like Texas, it can't be the citizens that do a, a signature bill, which is crazy. You know, that blows my freaking mind. How, how is it that only just a small fraction of the legislators where they gerrymand it are in charge? That's that's the rule game right here. That's the, you know, when we talk about politics, it's how we got here. And people get mad because, like, honestly, we give the Republicans a hard time because they're very shitty right now. Not, uh, what do you call it, practical or even no. adult or even responsible. Yeah. No, they, they, they just, they're behaving like they don't even understand what they're talking about. And that's probably because they don't. But uh, this is a call for people. I mean, they're saying like, hey, man, put up or shut up. Yeah. Why did you say that you're going to do this executive order six months ago before the election? And it seems like nothing's really getting done on it. Is this all? Was it all just pandering to get votes and then it's lip service? And that's all the cannabis industry is to, to, for these politicians. Just something to use to garner more votes. I mean... It could be definitely. I mean, isn't every uh, issue a, go a vote garner, right? There's none of this that's actually like trying to do better for the fucking the population in general. <laughs> I mean, if we're going to do that, you can look at the prison system and be like, all right, all these nonviolent, let's actually do reform. Let's actually do, you know, avoid recidivism. Instead, they made it private. Yep. <laughs> you know? We need to get it. We need to get our own slant arm to Sam. I'll be the executive director. Oh it'll, it'll be a Kevin Sabat's sworn enemy. It'll instead of being like Sam, it'll be like dope. You know, like dude, obvious policies. Marijuana doesn't begin with E. Uh, and, and so, like, I just don't understand. They're helping draft the bills. That's what we have to do. We have to get some yeah. type of policy arm together and be like, hey, are you a state that is thinking about legalizing weed? Let me tell you how to do it better. Um, that's, that's and then, 
do that why, at the federal level. But why do people take Sam seriously? That's the problem. Like, like they've been taken seriously for so many administrations. Republicans. At point, same well, no, donors. I bet it's, it's the Obama same shit money. Too. They're Democrats, Obama's too. Obama's shit. God damn it. He, Kevin Sabat was goddamn Obama's drug czar. So it's not just R's and D's. It's just a matter of, like, when is it popular, right? It's not. I don't know, but I love that he would not consent to an interview with MJ Biz Daily for this story. Ah. I don't think we're going to be able to get Kevin Sabat on the show unless we, like, recast our, like, unless he has no idea what he's getting into and we punk him into it. So we have to have, like, Christians for rational cannabis loss, but we have to call it marijuana because, you know, you're trying to use any um, dog well, whistle blocked, you can. He's blocked me on Twitter, so I don't know. He's blocked you on Twitter, so he already knows who you are. Gosh yeah. darn it. Maybe we're not going to be able to punk Sam now. Come on. A lot I want to take this podcast into new, strange directions. <laughs> I would love to have half an hour talk with Kevin Sabat just to find out mentally and without trying to one berate him as an asshole, stupid human being, but be like, which is going to be is... really hard to do. Like, seriously, real hard. Though. yeah, yeah. He's going to open his big stupid mouth and say something, and I'm going to be like, yeah. but part. Of, I mean, so like this next story is the con, the kind of shit that it's like talking to Kevin Sabat, right? this uh the experimental drug oh uh well you know let's let's we're not done we're not done fucking this chicken no I was, yeah, um, and so uh back into that one it's uh, no one realizes how bad the research law is and then so that research billy says i didn't realize until i went and took a look at it so that's shane pennington formerly of vincente cedarburg which was formerly no, well, it's now presently known as Vincente, uh, cannabis policy attorney. He didn't know how bad the bill was until he read it. And so if Shane Pennington's saying that, it probably sucks. Damn. Well, the research bill that the, the president put out, the I mean, it wasn't, it was very flimsy. It wasn't very well, the research. Yeah. So the research bill is still looks like it's got that bias towards, um, we got to find the harm. Look, yeah. we know that house is on fire. I, I'm sorry that we can't see the fire yet. But we know it's on fire. So get in there and find that fire, everybody. And with that, we're going to take a short commercial break. Smoke when you got them. Smoke them if you got them. That's a good, good advice. Whoop, whoop. Check out... Uh... Tom's collateral base, cannabis industry lawyer. Ah, uh, no, this one. And so like cannabis industry lawyer is our licensing blog. The actual name of the company, and we need your help over at it, by the way. I also need to turn off that 420 blinker and then just yeah, put up sure. our regular thing. <laughs> uh, so you can go to collateralbase.com backslash jobs. And we are trying to get a YouTube intern marketer. Uh, we already have a sales manager. Uh, the other positions are eat what you kill, which means entrepreneurs. But uh, the intern marketer for YouTube could really help us make better YouTube, says, you know. Um, Two old men. Just could. We're, we're tired. We can't do this. But no, they, they, I'm busy. And that's what it is. And so it's like opportunity cost is a real thing. Like, I don't have the ability to do a lot of, oh, I get to go do this now? Okay, great. So having somebody help with that and then edit it and then post it and then move it around the internet, all that yeah. shit helps 
I mean, like, the, you know that there's that, that. Remember remember we did that last 420 somewhere? Uh, and then that last 420 somewhere that we recorded has got to have been like three weeks ago. Still have not edited it. So that's something that the YouTube intern can help with. And also they could be like um, a correspondent in the field. So that's yeah. what we should do. We should find other young YouTube hustlers that are in cannabis that then want to uh, report and then do a lot of the editing because I'm like, I got to go build stuff and make sure that C Corps are set up right. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, we're, we've been doing this now for almost over four years. And, you know, I, thinking about it, it's like we're a podcast slash stream channel slash, uh, you know, it's the Internet. We know how to work some parts. We got a nice network going on. Uh, speaking of... Uh, you know, I think this week I'm gonna find my uh, my beaners. So uh, I got like 20 emails for the uh, free beans. So send me some more emails. I'm gonna go this Wednesday. I'm gonna write down all the names, put them in a little bag, shuffle it up, and then uh, you know put I want to be a beaner in the uh, subject line. I've been getting some pictures and some uh, 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 stories along with it, so it's been kind of cool. And then uh, I'll release uh, some beans. Nice. So, Hey, I got a I got a, a a bumper for the next story. Okay, let's uh, let's do that. I'll make sure that no pop ups are ready for it, so it's good to go. There you go. Sometimes copyright violations are just fine, and that was one of them. Uh, this is something that says experimental drug for marijuana addiction shows promise according to a small study. There's no FDA-approved medication to treat cannabis use disorder, which may affect millions of Americans' ability to access legal weed because as soon as they can cure you from it, I'm sure they will legalize it then. But marijuana is a goddamn uh, uh, exit drug. What, what, are, what are we trying to do here? You know, we already got Marinol. <laughs> CBD is a counter to your thing. So how about we just do about, uh, what, what is it? The self, uh, 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 we own, we, people own up to it, right? Like personal responsibility. Oh, personal responsibility. That is out. It's your fault is in. And so, um, yeah, as marijuana use in the United States reaches record highs among young adults, there's growing need to address its potential for addiction. According to experts. Now, uh, is there an alcohol uh, addiction drug out there? And so, yes. like, this, this drug is known as AEF-0117. Uh, can I get an AEF-0117 for Jack Daniels? Is there, like, uh, something that people can take? There is stuff for alcohol. I know that for a fact. So, I mean, wow. I guess. But I imagine there's something even for cookies, right? Like, you can be addicted to anything. Right? Well, that's like Ozempic. <laughs> for cookies oh zempic it's it's the diabetes drug that they're yeah. giving to people to lose weight yeah right no i can't right. and so it's like i used to be addicted to cookies but then i got ozempic and now i'm like cookies no thank you yeah it's like it's the same thing with like social media and all the other dumb shit right we all have to like pace ourselves on everything it's not you know that's it it is not a sprint, by the way. It is a marathon. And if you want to see a marathon of dank memes, you could head over to Cannabis Legalization News' Facebook page at facebook.com backslash free THC. You may be given a uh, an ad, though, for this new drug, AEF-0117, which will cure your marijuana use disorder, which, of course, is any use of the stuff because it is a Schedule One substance. Also, if you're, uh, you know, check out the YouTube or the uh, Facebook, but if you're on the Facebook, 
go to the YouTubes. Give us more likes because we need those numbers because I really want to do this more. <laughs> <laughs> what else we got? We have, um, this one is really bad. And like this one's like so bad. It's like bumper bad, but we just hit a bumper last time. So I say we just kind of ease into it like an old man into a hot bath. And so that one is judge orders DC man to stop smoking medical weed at home after neighbors sue over smell. Yeah, I know, right? Um, And medical marijuana patients can deal with pain, but a DC judge ruled that the smell of burning pot has become a nuisance for a woman who lives next door. In 2020, Ippolito Shepard sued her neighbors, claiming Cackett smoked medical marijuana around the clock and the smell invaded her home caused a nuisance and made her physically sick. Jeez. The judge in the case clearly does not use the subject. I would have moved to dismiss that and been like, ma'am, what you're talking about is nuts. Just yes. Nuts. I mean, yeah. clearly, though. But, like, we, what are we going to do? We're going to sue freaking outside traffic now for all the exhaust? And Can, like, where are the secondhand smoke lawsuits? That's what I want to know. Because, like, when you're, like, walking next to somebody who smoke, Can you imagine that? Like, if that's what it was. Like, a sh- instead of, like, replace t- n- nicotine cigarettes. But, you know, the I public bans are cigarettes with, uh, with weed. Yeah, well, I'm, I, you know, this is just silly, though. Just to... You're telling someone they can't take their own medicine. Uh, right? According to his own testimony, which, of course, is evidence, he says that he smokes medical marijuana two or three times a day, taking less than a double some puffs, and at night when he gets home from work to help him sleep. I just don't get it. I don't get how a judge can tell someone what to do. It's like telling them they can't uh, or who they can sleep with. This is ridiculous. Well, again, this is the litany of ailments that Ippolito Shepard claimed Cackett's marijuana smoke caused her. Sleeplessness, stomach pains, nausea, vomiting, and his landlord had known about the intoxicating fumes escaping from her home since at least July 26, 2029. This is amazing in the sense that every one of these things that she's citing is literally not a thing. Like, if the judge would have had any understanding about what medical cannabis does, that he would have been like, you can't, you can't be getting uh, sleeplessness. It actually makes you <laughs> sleepy. No, you're not getting stomach pain. It is actually taken by cancer patients to prevent pain or, and nausea. Also nausea. So, like, and vomiting. It, it has been known to suppress the urge to vomit. Uh, and so that people can, who are sick, by the way, uh, keep mm-hmm. food down. So every single one of these things she's cause, like she's saying it does, it just literally does not do. And a judge is dumb enough to, to grant this. Well, it sounds like she Googled THS and found like this one something common but not proven, you know, diagnosis. Where so cannabis hypermetrous syndrome or something like that? Right. That one? Okay. She, she'd you be like would, the first... Secondhand smoke. Yeah. Secondhand smoke. No, lady. Yeah. Nah, she's full of it. And what is up with all these judges who think they're fucking doctors these days? Doctors and scientists. Like, well, I mean, okay, judges are doctors, and people in Congress find facts and set the rules for reality. You think that they're screwed when like AI like is here, and it's like, no, that's not true. It's just literally not true. I know that that's what you say the laws are, but you're just lying to people. Until yes. it gets it right. 
because <laughs> you know AI still putting up bolts. Uh, oh, it's uh, great. I mean, if you want to do some legal research with AI, you will find new law. And by that, I mean like law that's been hallucinated because that case don't fucking exist, bro. So don't serious. like cite that shit. <laughs> well, and then AI too calls itself out. Like kids are using it for like reports, and it calls itself out in the report. Kids, first off. If you're going to go through all that trouble of just producing something, you got to proofread. I mean, that's... You got to proofread. I mean, like, there's there's playing it smart, and then there's just being, like, a lazy idiot. Seriously. Don't be a lazy idiot, kids. Don't be a lazy idiot. Be a hardworking, lazy idiot. Understand how to use that AI like a boss, not like a sucker. Seriously. Hey, again, in the cannabis culture, you know, it's not like Han Solo is a shitty smuggler because everybody because knows who he everybody is. Because everybody knows who Han Solo is. That's Seriously. right. If he is your plug, damn you it. Fuck. Yeah, you he will be arrested shortly, and uh, we will be turning the broadcast now away from the Senate and uh, stateside into well, actually, it is still stateside, but it's international, it's international in state news. Check it out cannabisbusinessexecutive.com is reporting on. The Ninth Circuit denying citizenship to foreign-born Washington State dispensing order. That is a three-judge panel out of the United States Court of Appeals for the Ninth Circuit. So a person is a business person in America contributing to their taxes, and yet they can't be a citizen? This is crazy. They're, they are not a citizen. And so they're a foreign national that owns a cannabis license and or licenses. Let's make sure we see how many she actually owns. But this was a summary judgment, which means that it's a matter of law and not fact, which is, by the way, why you go to trial when you have a lawsuit. Uh, Judgment denying uh, Maria Elena Ramirez the right to become a natural citizen. She is the owner of a dispensary who was born in El Salvador. Ah, man, I butchered that one. El Salvador and moved legally to the United States in 2004, where she's resided ever since, married and a United States citizen. and uh, started the Affirmation Business Canarel Station, which is located in Ephrata, Washington. Dude, it's freaking nuts. They, they, they say that uh, uh, she, she violates the good character of uh, moral. For, that, isn't like challenging the bad laws like fundamental in American? Like, isn't that, you know, we're trying to make this a better place for everybody? <laughs> you yep. know? Good moral character, but an applicant is precluded from establishing a good moral character if she violated the Controlled Substances Act. This reminds me of back when uh, Jeff Sessions was a thing. He was the Attorney General, and he said, good people do not use marijuana. Because he probably is aware of how the Controlled Substances Act is worded in such a way that I think a good person might be a defined term of art under there. Or a person who is uh, of good moral character. It would be hilarious if in our federal laws for controlled substances, good moral character is a defined term or a precedential term under legal holdings that says if somebody uses cannabis, they are a bad person. They are of bad moral character. That is fucked up. So crazy that we have that. And then... uh, uh what is it? Um, just all these like family values. People were using these buzzwords to, to be like the higher, better of things. And they're actually the worst violators of, of like what is supposed to be a good moral, you know? Very true. They very often are some of the weirdest violators of them. And then so why are they trying to control these people while they are 
they're 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 uh, shaming them and judging them and punishing them while they are one of them. It's like, oh, this is messed up, guys. You're worse than the fun police. You just don't want anybody to progress forward in life, right? Or, you know, they they covet this thing called America or American. It's kind of crazy. We're we're supposed to be like this melting potish, right? I don't know. I don't know. But um, let's get back into this story because it gets worse. Let's learn about Supreme Court precedent in the United States. Hey, let's uh, be be little flies on the wall for this one. Um, where are the flies on the wall cam? That's not flies on the wall cam. Uh, is it this one? That's the flies on the wall cam. Okay. okay. The opinion swiped away a few other challenges made by Reamer's lawyers including the constitutional challenge to the good moral character statutory bar, arguing that it's foreclosed by Supreme Court precedent. The panel rejected that and said she was not afforded equal justice under the law, opining she contends that she is treated differently than citizens than citizen marijuana business owners, but Mrs. Ramirez is not a citizen, and moreover, the naturalization statutes do not apply to citizens. The panel added that Reamers had failed to show that defendants treated similarly situated individuals, other non-citizen marijuana business owners, differently under the naturalization statutes. Damn. Uh-huh. Yep. I mean, it's kind of given. I mean, to top it off, if she owns multiple stores, you're doing something right in business, and you're you have working employees who are collecting taxes and paying back to their 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 local community. It seems to me the the epitome of what a a good moral person should be, right? Uh, she is America. She owns yeah. a business, a small business, and one that is legal and overly taxed. And then when we got that, we got the, the Elizabeth Warren story. We do. But how long has this been going on? And what else do we have besides the... That's oh, the, yeah. the... Yeah, yeah. I'm just going to go back up to the show notes to see what we have after that. Let's see. Liz Warren. And then... Um, yeah, let's do the Liz Warren show and then maybe move up the strain... Because we have some other, yeah, but then let's do the Liz Warren story first because we have some other stuff that we can talk about that's more international news and uh, tons of that. But Elizabeth Warren wants marijuana laws that block Amazon and big tobacco from monopolizing the industry. Who doesn't? Who wants? (laughs) Who wants Amazon and you know Marlboro weed delivered by Amazon to be the future? Not Liz Warren, right? But like for something like this, you would have to like stop the present MSO structure, wouldn't you? Like some of these big players that are involved. no, they're they're collapsing like a flan in a cupboard. And so like yeah. uh, if you just but then they they have so many of the licenses that if there's a few problems that they have, they're very heavy in the sense that they've done a lot of M and A, so they've overpaid because nobody ever gets M and A always 100 percent right. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they have a lot of uh, expenses. So like they were they were losing hundreds of millions of dollars, but they were making, you know, billions of dollars while they were doing that. And so if they can't control all the licenses in the future and it's an unlicensed if there's an unlimited license market in the future, it becomes really, really difficult for them to satisfy all their obligations. And then they're bankrupt. But uh we don't know if that's what's gonna happen. I hope that's what happens. I don't want cannabis to be an industry where I mean, consolidation happens in any industry. And so what you should right. have it do is just have a lot of players and then good luck. Right. I mean, that's, and again, why I think fair market should be the the, the player decider of legal, at least the, the stores, right? The, the, the industry or whatever. Uh, Parabola is involved in this and uh, they released an anti-monopoly toolkit to, uh, 
to these guys. I just, but there's no real answer here. There's no bill. There's no. They just. It's all talk right now. Anti-monopoly toolkit. We already reported on that earlier. But parabola. Yeah. I haven't heard of that think tank. That's, That's what we a, need. We need a parabola think tank that we. Uh, but then you need somebody who's like putting money into it. Well, see, that's that's Shalene Tiles' group. Shalene Tiles. Yeah, she was the one that, that was the uh, on the Massachusetts commissioner title. Mm. Title. Did I get any ring? Sorry if I did. If I screwed it. I don't know. I really don't. Well, you don't this know next story, though. This next story is the dumbest. Which one? I mean, it's it's the dumbest. I mean, it's so dumb that I think um, you know we should we should just slowly talk about it and then. Like, again, like we've been doing this podcast for less than five years. But um, it's like, wow, are we making any progress? It's like, and everybody's like, oh, man, it's going to legalize it really soon. And you're like, I've been reading the news. Like, it seems like it's going backwards. Are you kidding? You know, um, this one, this news story. And this was out of Yahoo Finance. So, you know, it's probably not a real story. But um, frequent marijuana users tend to be leaner and less likely to develop diabetes. But the pseudo-health benefits come at a price, according to the experts. I know, right? (laughs) And so this stereotypical cannabis connoisseur perpetually has the munchies, but yet is uh, paradoxically perplexingly thin. Erin Prater wrote that sentence, allegedly, and I don't know if she said it out loud after she did, but it is, uh, it's a mouthful. Paradoxically perpetually thin. Yes, it is. Right. The stereotypical cannabis connoisseur perpetually has the munchies. But it's paradoxically perplexingly thin. I don't. I mean, like, do you have a stigma when you think about pothead, people smoking weed? I don't think we all come in shapes and sizes. But anyways, I just think that it's it's hilarious that they have. They're calling this stuff like pseudoline. Drug-free mace, male mice consumed less THC as teens, had reduced fat mass, increased lean mass, and had higher than average body temperatures. And they were also partially resistant to both obesity and hyperglycemia. They were in what researchers referred to as a pseudo-lean state. And so the people, and this was like consumed THC as a teenager. Well, that's what I'm trying but, to figure out. Like, they're talking about metabolism in the body and shit, but a teenager... Like, you mean when you're peak already healthy? Yeah, right. <laughs> you know, you yeah. I, it, it seems like a little bullshit science as well, but whatever. But they then they say they had a reduced ability to use fuel from fat stores, a consequence that can interfere with tasks like moving and thinking and especially sustaining attention. Researchers mm. found that, according to Yahoo Finance. Wait, say that again. I lost my attention there. Oh, but um, I just think that it's hilarious that they say, oh, you're in a fake lean state, but that means that you can't use your fuel from fat stores because you're not a big fat sack of crap. And that's how you can use them because you have them. Uh, And then that's going to interfere with tasks like moving and thinking and especially sustaining attention because I'm not sure if you've seen fat people. Very attentive. Uh, Similar features are seen in some humans who frequent cannabis users. Seems like they're trying to like describe the stereotypes of that guy locked in a couch, not doing shit, or that person, you know, all the bad stereotypes. We're going to group it in here and, and give you a reason why now. Well, it's just, again, like they just, it just is uh, fear mongering. It's like, hey, yeah. they're thinner. Yeah, they're thinner because they're unhealthy. Like, <laughs> Seriously, though. What? Yeah. But this story was originally featured on fortune.com. 
That sounds like it was probably sponsored by some rich asshole who hates weed. Just saying. It was from Fortune.com. And this was also by Aaron Prater uh, on June 3rd. So, um, And then do they actually have... There it is. June 2nd article published in Cell Metabolism. Holy crap. That's direct. That's it. You had to go down a rabbit hole, dude. (laughs) You got to get down the rabbit hole. Adolescent exposure to low-dose THC disrupts energy balance and adipose organ homeostasis in adulthood. And as you can see, let's get another disclosure. Uh, funded by Sam. Hmm. That's too bad. Did it? No. Oh, right. I mean, I wouldn't doubt it. But even still, though, I mean, just this bogus science because uh, I'm a chunky monkey. And I've been smoking 30 years plus. Did so. you start in young adulthood? Yeah. When? Oh, well, you should be pseudo thin then i should be pseudo thin not restless i mean that's just coming with old age <laughs> all no, my what issues about, they, they say you're also supposed to have like uh lower lower fat mass and um lowered fasting plasma insulin leptin triglycerides cholesterol and serum glucose all of that sounds like a good thing for the person but this is like the bullshit stories where they say reduce the sperm counts right like every dude i like you're like yeah, I'm gonna. No, it's not true. You, you're gonna have babies. It's not true. <laughs> it's gonna. You're gonna. Yeah, you're gonna do it the old-fashioned way. Yeah, you're, you're gonna. You're gonna. Oopsie. <laughs> I thought I was but, being safe. I smoked a lot of weed. But that's just the the silliest of all the sillies. And with that, let's uh let's do name that strain, and then we can do a little bit of the um the Rastafarian story. So you're gonna want to stick around after the name that strain. We got a story about Rastafarians. This is a strain that you could name. Pretty it is a Colorado strain. Oh, okay. Uh, I think. A, oh, you think? What's it? What's yeah, it? Yeah, no, no. It's but the the breeder, the breeder is is the Colorado, and so yeah, and so it's a sativa. It's a cross of Ghost OG and Neville's Wreck. Ooh, Ghost OG. I got some gas right now. Mm, I got, I got GDP. And this GDP is old and it's a clone, but it's got, and I, I think it's GDP. I mean, I got the seeds. Somebody said they were from somewhere. They said they were uh, GDP. And so and again, it's, a, it's fine. It's good stuff, you know. That's the thing about seeds. I mean, it can be anything, right? Like you can name it what you want once it grows up to be a beautiful girl. Right. Uh, that, that one's pretty darn clo- close. Mm. That one is pretty darn close. It is not ghost wreck, but pretty close. Snozberries taste. It like wouldn't. Snozberry. It wouldn't surprise me if Ghost Wreck was um, crossed or like arose from this, right or on. or or its parent, Ghost OG. John says train wreck, but uh, nope. Speaking of, check out John's channel. He's a really nice guy. I like his little wholesome grow he has. He'll he'll, he'll uh, videotape his uh, home grow. Overgrow the world, bro. Yeah, that's right. I mean that's uh, that's pretty cool. We're gonna we're gonna be going on a future cannabis project on Tuesday. Yes, that's gonna be fun. We'll do that and like that's our show, everybody. Catch us here. Yeah. Well, I think we're gonna be live too. It looks like we're gonna do a live Tuesday, so that'd be fun. Uh, train wreck. It is not. Again, this is uh, okay. Rare dankness is uh, where the breeder is out of Colorado. Okay. So it's a cross of Ghost OG and Neville's wreck. Canis's there we go. Cannabosm got it. Go, pretty nice. much. Ghost Train Haze 
if you wanted to do that. But yeah, it's so it's dense buds. It's very trichrome, sour citrus and floral, potent. I mean, this sucker can get over 30% pain, depression, and appetite loss. But hang on, because it's going to have a haze effect. And so if you're prone to anxiety, like, you know, if you smoke sometimes, you get really anxious, mm-hmm. uh, you may want to be really cautious on the ghost train haze. Well, everything, you have to do it in uh, your own pace, right? Like a, like an edible. Don't just right. jump into the pool if you don't do it that much. Just try a little bit and, you know, take Yeah, it. the story always goes, I didn't feel anything, so I ate some more. And <laughs> you do that once, and then you're like, but then... My math just got good. And so then what you have to do is you have to just get your uh, extract math down really, really well. I should do one of those with the Magic Butter machine, but then it would be marked 18 plus and, oh, and people yeah. would love it. But um, Or well, 18 plus no matter what, just because of the topic, you know. And yeah. I got my own stories, too, of like when I used to be a middleman and uh, we were going one for the baggie, one for us. Uh, that was a night that I'll never forget. <laughs> That's all. Yep. Hey, we got some more international news. Uh, This one is uh, from Forbes magazine. Let me cross out some other stuff and make sure that I don't get like paywalled or hit up with stuff. Oh, man. Forbes magazine is everything that is publishing, I tell you what, because it's there's just so many ads. And so you have to be very careful in how you bring up the, the, the news article. But they've been granted marijuana rights. In Antigua and Barbuda. Ooh. Need a reason to go to the islands? You can now be a Rasta and access the sacrament. Well, I talked about this in the late news. I think it was Jamaica who did it first. And now you got the other islands, the Commonwealths, that are, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, accepting the sacrament. I wonder if in the military, if it's going to transfer over where like when, because they recognize religious rights, religious freedoms in, in, in the military. I had a friend who was a Native American and he was able to go and do peyote trips and whatnot and come back after leave and never worried about the drug test. Me, on the other hand, was scared shitless just because I believed in a little plant. I took a little time on a Friday night and didn't smoke anywhere else and hope for the best. But uh, it'd be nice to see it recognized uh, in, in the States as well. It says under the regs, uh, individuals over 18 can possess up to 15 grams of marijuana, which is not very much when you look at how the plants work. Well, no more than four marijuana plants can be grown in each household, regardless of their faith. Again, that's that counterintuitive because four plants is going to grow substantially more than 15 grams. Hey, you know, the, the regulators didn't know what they were doing. <laughs> they never know what they're doing. Yeah. Let's see what else we got. Antigua and Barbuda are reportedly not major producers of marijuana, instead imported from Jamaica. What? As well as the island of St. Vincent and the Gran- uh, Grenadines. And again, uh, the propaganda is losing. With, you know, more of these nations that recognize, uh, you know, alcohol. And, and I would imagine cannabis was always an option for sailors and everybody else that existed before Prohibition. Right? Maybe. I don't know, man. I wasn't there at the time. I, uh, I got here late. <laughs> oh my goodness! Uh, we, some, uh, we got ahead. some other wacky news. Which one? Did we, did we do the, the, the stock news? Uh, we did the stock news already. I just didn't do the stock bumper, but that's because I didn't think it was all, you know, okay. super stocky. And then we had okay. already had done some other bumpers. You want to do I a got, bumper? Well, I got something to talk about a little bit, but we can talk about something else. Whatever you want to talk about. 
Well, it was uh, some shit that I wasn't expecting. Here we go. Alright, let's do that one then. Hey, are you an animal hospital? Have you been experiencing an uptick in dogs getting into cannabis? Well, uh, NBC29 is reporting out of a Charlottesville, Virginia hospital. An animal hospital says it's noticing an uptick in dogs getting into their owner's marijuana stashes. Ten years ago, this Dr. Charles Wood says, now uh, I would see one or two dogs a year. Now I see one or two dogs a month. Oh, no. <laughs> The kids, but again, personal responsibility. Lock your shit up. Don't, uh, you know. I mean, that's what it comes down to. You... Nobody wants their dog to get in their stash. No. They actually did a joke on Cheech and Chong about this very thing, where it's like there's some Labrador in it, man. Remember that? Like, you know, it's like, what is this? What are we smoking? And it's like, oh, it's mostly Maui Wowie, but some Labrador because his dog ate his stash and he had to follow it around. And again, did any of these dogs die? No. Oh, uh, well, not by now, maybe. You know, dogs, they live in doggy years. They go quicker. Oh, no, but I mean, the all animals have the endocannabinoid system. So, you know, they, they listed the effects here. And it says, uh, anytime you see a dog who especially looks like he's waking up from anesthesia, you know, he's kind of sleepy, kind of groggy. We think of him. I wonder if the dog had something he got into. I mean, hmm. it's just. Again, the the overdose on cannabis is uh, lay down, get a pizza, and um, break out some Pink Floyd. But what this is this is the part that I really enjoy because this is when they show their prejudice about the whole thing, and it says, and so this is that Doctor Wood he says he'd also seen cases of pets getting into their owner's prescription drugs or other medication. For instance, you see, take blood pressure medication, and the dog got into it, and all of a sudden they wiped out his blood pressure. You could kill him, he said, and, and now they're taking weed and uh, heart medication and they're equating them with the risk they're equating the risk together which is like Seriously. oh that's uh just your your uh, editorial bias is showing oh yeah oh yeah but then, and again it's all about clickbait right man we got you know everybody loves animals so we gotta put a little fear in your uh you know save the save the children save the animals yes did you have any more stories before we wrap it up yeah, I do. I want to kind of ha tap into the um, so Cresco Labs. You know, our friends at Chillinois posted about how Cresco left a whole building, abandoned a building, and now the uh, the owner of the building uh, is uh, uh, selling all these stuff inside. And I just thought it was interesting that um, you know Cresco Lab went up and, and left like these MSO type uh, uh, places. Uh, like, how is this a good business model, right? It should. Hey, I'm, it's the man. The man's trying to get me. Um, but like, how how is this like all these huge, when they just leave, how is it not making any noise in, in, in the stock department role? Or even like uh, the with the, the, the true leaf and the pulling the, uh, uh, the leafly articles out. Like, there's a lot of big money hiding his shit. And, you know, there's a reason why we're here. So, yeah, you see this little little tour. So they, they have a little tour of the, the, the building and a lot of it's, kind of unsanitary but if you go to this uh i can post this in our in our chat so you can check it out but everything in this building is for sale <laughs> and i just i can't believe they just fucking left they just left the building like i'm trying how to much go. where is so that how much because like but like i have clients that are trying to buy craft grows if cresco is just like take it bitch 
All right, is that in Illinois? You know? Hey, are you having a glitch, man? You didn't say anything? No, this one's in California. Yeah, that was me. Ah, yeah, they're, pu they're pulling, out, sure of, they're pulling out of California. Yeah, there's no way Cresco could make, yeah. make it swing. But then if you're pulling out of California and you got like an operator that knows what he's doing, there's some real estate for you. Well, and then it was, it was kind of thrown to me how there's this company called Innovative Industrial Properties that uh, owns that building or did. And apparently they're just a big property investor for a lot of these facilities across. It's called, a, it's called a REIT. It's called a real REIT. estate investment trust. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, this kind of seems what's going on where, you know, you're setting people up for failure, too. But I think that does a lot of damage to the brand, like to the Cresco brand itself. Like, I just don't get how people get drawing these dollars when when stupid stuff like this happens all the time i don't know bro yeah, really don't efficient. well that's all right i just wish that i had something else up that i was gonna try to throw to which which channel are we gonna be on on tuesday because like we're getting toward the end of the old show future cannabis project we'll be there with chad westworth and uh live at one o'clock uh west coast time uh be three o'clock your time on the uh chicago illinois area in the Chicago, Illinois area. Yeah, uh, so check us out on that. That's pretty much our show. The other stuff that we can do, we can plug this. I mean, if you guys are in the industry and you want to come on the show, please do. But become a sponsor. And then we could talk about your stuff and your news. And then not only that, um, who else should we ask that are good like activists or people in the industry that we could have on the podcast? Which is, again, available all over the place. You can not just watch it on YouTube. You can also listen in your car, however you like to take it. One of the interesting things that I've learned about podcasts are this, uh, Miggy. They're usually 30 minutes long. You know that why that is? Hmm. That's the average commute time. That makes sense. You know, I, and again, I, I listen to like the last podcast on the left when I'm driving or whatever. But, you know, and again, uh, uh, give us those likes and subscribes. Yeah, there... likes and subscribes are great. But uh, hey, Google, if you're if you're watching, make sure that we're a suggested video to more people. Uh, only you can help legalize it. And same with all of you. You guys are making a real difference. Uh, better world tomorrow because there'll be more legal weed. Damn right. I like See it. See you next time. Later, guys.